Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. All right, Reg, you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's just do this. The levels look good, so keep them there. Um, did you notice that the last time the the intro music, again, it didn't hit right away? We still don't know why, right? A couple of podcasts ago, you hit it, and it, and it was right off my intro, and it was perfect. And then last week, I noticed there was a space again. So we don't know right, right? You've talked to engineers and stuff, no? Okay, maybe there's just gremlins in the system, right? All right, well, um, why don't you, yeah, why don't you do it like you've been trying to do it, then hit hit the button while I'm still talking, and hopefully that delay will hit right when I stop talking, and it'll sound as if it's perfect. I know no one else notices except you and me, but <laughs> it'll be our little secret, right? Okay. All right, put it in the books here, episode 337. I'll give you the uh, three S's and the... Uh, and the countdown, you give me the and give me the music, and I'll give you a podcast. Give me the music while I'm still talking, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Star, smile, strong. Get ready. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. Hold on a second. The music sounded perfect, but I hit the microphone. I don't know if you can hear that. I didn't like that. Why don't we do it again? All right. Sorry. But remember where you hit the button because it was perfect that time. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. But of course, I love the listening. I love that you listen. I love the loyalty. The, I, the listening is an integral part of this whole thing. So that I love. That I appreciate. So thank you for that. But, you know, it wouldn't be so bad, too, if you went out there and spread the word. Let your friends, let your family, let everybody know that you listen to this podcast. If they listen to podcasts, just tell them that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podcasting. This should be theirs, too. The holidays are coming up. You never know. For all your efforts, you might get a gift basket from me. You just don't know. That's the, that's the magic of the holiday season, right? Look it out there. Spread the word. I appreciate it. If you like what you hear, don't forget, if you are a new listener or a long-time listener, you go to WGNRadio.com, you go to the podcast section, then you hit the prompt for this podcast, and my goodness, what you will find there, talk about early holiday presents, you just keep scrolling down and scrolling down, and the podcast just keep popping up and popping up and popping up. So listen to what we've talked about before so you'll know what we're talking about today and tomorrow. 
I've done 336 episodes, so welcome to episode 337. So here we are in early November, and we just got through with Halloween, and Halloween certainly um, is a has become a much bigger deal in the last 15 or 20 years than it used to be in terms of house decorations, and certainly um, adult costumes and adult Halloween parties. There was a point where it was Halloween was for kids. But now, since we have a society where our adults are kids, or our adults don't really want to grow up to be adults, um, Halloween is now more for adults than it seems there are for kids. When you go to the store, there are more, more adult costumes than there are kiddie costumes. And while adults act like they're out there making things cool for the kids, uh, if you notice, I noticed on Facebook now a lot more family type of costumes before you'd always you know what is what you know the kids themselves decided what they wanted to be what do you want to be this year now i'm seeing a lot of family costumes because the adults their parents want to get dressed and they want to be dressed up so then they figure well you know i can't if i want to be this i can't have my kid being a devil or a princess or something because it doesn't fit with my theme because if I'm going to post this on Instagram or Facebook or do a TikTok video, you know, there has to be a theme now. So Halloween has become a family holiday. You see all the, 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 uh, the adults out there trick-or-treating with their kids, and which is great. I think that's great because kids shouldn't be walking around the streets, you know, especially when it's dark, by themselves going up to strangers' houses. I, I get that. So I'm, I'm all for the parents accompanying their kids. We never did that. Our, our parents said, just come back with candy. You know, but it's a different world today. We know that. So I have no problems with that. What I do have a problem with, though, is the a lot of the times, you know, we see the, uh, the parents walking around and, you know, with a wagon drinking, which is really a good example for your kids, right? Um... <laughs> <laughs> and making it more about them than their kids. And now certainly because, as I said before, so many adults, in quotes, are cosplaying, costume playing. Most people in their 20s and 30s and even in their 40s now, and even in early 50s, you know, they're, they've, they've grown up being on video cameras when they were born and and performing for their parents and now performing online on TikTok and everything. And so they want to get dressed up and, and they're a huge part of the look at me generation. So Halloween just ain't for kids anymore. But I, I've, I've noticed the, the trend now seems to be family theme uh, costume. So when you go to a costume party, you're all dressed up and you look so cute like a family unit. I always like individuality, but, you know, that's me. And I don't have any kids, so, you know, I know. Bah humbug, Jim. I, I understand that I, uh, there's some aspect of it I can't relate to. But as I said, I also think that that gives me the freedom 
and the perspective to look at it from a, a, from an objective view and sort of observe what's really going on as opposed to being so into it that you just feel this and say, well, isn't well, this is more fun. And this is what we do. And then, of course, your fellow parents, they think the same way too. So it's all a kind of a group think. And so that's how this all becomes normal behavior. For those of us who aren't really into it, we look at it and we go, what the hell's going on? And, of course, we're looked as like the villains because we're no fun or, or we're negative. No, I'm just making an observation. And I'm observing, observing now that, uh, that families are getting dressed up as opposed to kids. Well, I'm just wondering. I hope, I hope that the parents aren't ruining it for the kids. That's my point. My point is I hope that the parents' zeal to celebrate Halloween and have their own costume and show off in front of their friends about their costume, I hope that their wishes aren't overcoming or usurping the kids' ideas of what they want to be because ultimately trick-or-treating and Halloween is supposed to be for the kids. And so rather than the parents saying, oh, this year we're going to go as this, and so little Timmy and little Janie, you're going to be this and this and dictating what they're going to be because we're having a family theme. You know, little Janie might want to be a princess and little Tommy might want to be a cowboy or be a devil, but that doesn't fit into the family theme. Because the parents have their own idea. Oh, we want to we want to be this because we want to wear these cool costumes because we want our friends to look at us. Oh, and oh, by the way, kids, uh, you have to be this and this in order to to um, you know make our theme coherent. I hope that's not happening. Now, once again, not having kids, I don't know. I'm hoping that maybe. The parents are sitting down with the kids and saying, what do we want to be? Hopefully, it's an inclusion thing. So hopefully, the parents aren't dictating and saying, well, we're going to go as Harry Potter this year because I want to be, uh, you know, Voldemort and your mom wants to be, our, uh, you know, uh, whoever. You know, so then you're going to be uh, this one and that one and telling them. I hope they just don't. That's I hope the that the 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 costumes aren't assigned. I hope that if you're going to do this, this family theme Halloween thing, at the very least, you have a family meeting and a family get together and there's a consensus like, what do we want to be? And hopefully the kids have a a major input in that decision and hopefully the parents follow that lead so that the kids are driving it not the parents i don't know how that works once again not having kids i'm not in that dynamic but i'm seeing a lot of family themed costumes this year on social media on television you know the news going out to different you know, venues where there's Halloween stuff. And so I'm seeing a lot of that. And I'm just hoping that these were family decisions that were based on what the kids wanted to be. And they weren't parent decisions based on what the parents wanted to be for dress up. And then the kids have to follow along because as we know, as I said, more parents are dressing up and more parents 
are into Halloween than their kids are. You know, you drive down the street and you see some pretty elaborate house decorations this year. And you have for the last several years, even for the last 20 years, if not more. And I think a lot of that has been driven. Yes, I think the parents will say, oh, I'm doing this for my kid. I think they're doing it for themselves. Because as I said, we've got a whole generation of adults that don't want to be adults. And so Halloween is the perfect escapism for, for that, right? And you, can, and you can hide your immaturity uh, by, 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 being, by calling it enthusiasm for the holiday or enthusiasm to give your kids, you know, I'm doing this for my kids. I'm not decorating my house for myself. I'm decorating my house for the kids. You know, I'm not getting on this, you know, this 15-foot this ladder and putting up these giant spider webs that go from the roof to the bottom of the house for me. I'm doing that for my kids. I want them to enjoy the holiday season. I want them to have fun in our house and have all these decorations. I'm not doing that for myself. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, okay. But my point is, that's, that's, I, I, think, I don't think that's disputable at this point. There's no question uh, that older people, people in their 30s and 40s and 50s, are getting way into Halloween more than they used to. You didn't see your parents when they were in their 50s going to Halloween parties all dressed up. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's where we're at. We're in a look-at-me society, and I've talked about that before. And so I just hope that the parents aren't stealing the thunder from the kids. Not being a parent, I think I have the ability to look at that from that situation and at least hope that that's going on. And maybe it is. I saw something on television, I mean, on, online, which I thought was really clever in this whole family thing. I don't know where, this, where the idea came from. Once again, it was well executed. And obviously, they have the means to do it. But I saw um, the actor, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, and his family. Um, they did a family-themed Halloween and it was very clever. And as I said, they've got the means to really do a great job of it. So he, uh, Mar- Neil Patrick Harris is, and his husband, um, they have two kids. They have a boy and a girl. And so their, their theme, and you can look this up online. I'm sure you can find it. Their theme was fast food or restaurant mascots, right? So... Um, it was, they did a pretty good job. Once again, they've got the means to make sure that they've got, you know, they get a Hollywood, uh, you know, costumer and a Hollywood makeup person to do the job for them. But it was very clever. Um, they, so they did, you know, fast food mascots. So they had Ronald McDonald, Neil Patrick Harris. His husband was Burger King. Um, their daughter was Wendy. You know, with the pigtails, sort of looks like Pippi Longstocking, that logo on the Wendy's, uh, you know, bag and stuff. And then their son, who's the youngest, he was Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and they all looked perfect. It was, it was excellent. So my hope is, I don't know where the idea came from, but at least it looks like it was, everybody seemed to be smiling and having a good time. So, and it was very clever. So hopefully, I don't know if there was a family decision um, 
And, you know, hopefully the girl wanted to be Wendy and the little, and the, and the younger son wanted to be the colonel. I'll tell you, of the four, the kid who was the colonel, the younger kid, looked the best. And he looked like he was into it. So maybe he said, I want to be Colonel Sanders. And then the rest of the family said, okay, well then, if you want to be Colonel Sanders, then I'll be Ronald and I'll be the Burger. I mean, I don't know how it, you know, the, 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 the genesis of the idea came. But hopefully Neil and his husband didn't come up with that and then assign those. But whichever, whatever it were, it, they all looked very good and they all looked pretty happy. So I don't know how the, the idea came forth, but at least in that situation, it looked like all hands were on deck. But I hope that you know, in, the, in the zeal for today's parents to want to get dressed up, that they are not assigning or taking that fun away. Because I remember as a little kid, I mean, there was always like the big question, you know? And I I used to run the gamut. Sometimes I would get the pre-bought costume from the store, depending on what was available. Or sometimes I would, and I, but more than often, more than more than not, I would do a homemade one. So I remember the 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 thought process for what are you going to be for Halloween this year, and that was a big question mark. You know, um, started fairly early in October, so we could start to think and and put together and, and get you know. But sometimes it was last minute. You know, the, the, maybe the question came up. I didn't really think about it. So then there was a lot of hurrying around. And a lot of times those were the best costumes because you just had to think about what you had available and then you built a costume around it, you know. Or sometimes, as I said, I'm trying to think. As I, I've talked about this in the past, I think. I, my best costume probably ever was when I was in second grade. I was the two-headed man. And I won a lot of costume contests that year. It looked really good. I had a fake, I had a like, you know, one of those um, styrofoam heads that you put a wig on and uh, I put a mask on that. And then I had a mask on like a big monster mask. So I had two different monster masks and then I strapped that head onto my shoulder and then, you know, wore a jacket over it and I was a two headed man and I won a lot of contests there. So that one did take a little thinking, but I don't know how much preparation. I I think that was one that sort of came together pretty quickly. Um, but that was a big deal. So I hope that that fun memory, that fun part of being what you wanted to be, even though families seem to be uh, now doing a, f- a family theme, I hope that isn't being taken away because those are the memories that you have. Like I said, I remember that. I mean, here I am, and I, you know, more than how many years later, and I still remember that costume so well. I remember, I remember putting it together. I remember getting it together. I remember going to those parties. So it was a major memory. Now I'm trying to think, you know, like I said, today we've got adults that are way, way into dressing up. I mean, you guys should go to any comic convention. Everybody's, you know, as I said before, in a few podcasts, you know, several times, this term cosplay, costume play, that's, that's a part of our, our lexicon. Now that's a, that's a part of our culture. And everybody's supposed to know what cosplay is. And most people in their 20s and 30s and 40s and even 50s now are all into it still. Like I said, you go to any or even look at pictures from any, you know, 
comic convention and people are dressed up in a lab i mean very elaborate there's these are these are not just you know throw together ragtag costumes these things are uh, you know even if they're not professionally bought they're they're certainly done with a lot more care and flair if you will so in which makes sense because as i said before we're in a look at me society now we got tiktok and facebook and instagram and snapchat and everything else so you know Everybody's in front of a camera all the time, mostly taking pictures of themselves. <laughs> ah, those, what a great narcissistic society we have today. Isn't it great? But that's really not um, the main thing I want to talk about. I'm just That was just a little observation from Halloween. But now Halloween's passed. And while um, I, I did see a lot of Halloween stuff, you know, the beginning of October. That's the way I viewed October 1st is when I um, officially put up our fall and um, and Halloween stuff around the house, inside, not so much outside. I'm not one of those that goes crazy like that. And it's just my wife and I, but we still, you know, we're still kind of kids at heart in, in some respects. So I still like to, to decorate things. And we still carve pumpkins. We still carve pumpkins. Yes, we do. You know, <laughs> we don't have any kids, but we still carve pumpkins every year. I don't know if we'll ever stop. We, you know, we've been doing that for as long as we've known each other. We've known each other a long time now. And we still carve pumpkins. So... But we don't really get dressed up as much anymore. I'm trying to think the last time that how old I was when I, I think one of the last costumes I ever was, ironically, and maybe not ironically, was probably in, uh, I was the pinball wizard back in 1975. And that may have been my last time I dressed up. It was a pretty cool outfit too. Of course, I was being Elton John from the movie, the pinball wizard. And it was a pretty good, it was, it was just put together at the last minute, but it was pretty cool. I wish I had a picture of it. We, we you know, back then we didn't have cameras all, all over the place, but it was a pretty good. It was pretty good. I had a pair of sunglasses with big, big, round sunglasses, and I put glitter on them. And I had a stocking cap with the 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 the, the, the silver top of a band roll on, which looked like the pinball, and a flowery shirt with with some suspenders and. It looked pretty cool. But that may have been the last time I dressed up as a kid. Then I've gone to a few Halloween parties over the last, you know, 35 years or so. But not not a ton, to be honest with you. Not a lot. Now, I mean, you know, you got, I mean, everybody goes to Halloween parties. You got to get dressed up, right? I mean, that's that's part of the thing. Because, as I said, this generation is obsessed with, you know, look at me. And so Halloween is perfect for the narcissist show off, right? I mean it's it's the hollow it's the it's the holiday that's why it's taken on such a, a bigger meaning. But uh but anyway, uh yeah, October first, because nowadays in September it's eighty degrees, so it's not fall yet. So I wait for October first, even though in October it's still warm. You know, we're we're not getting that that clear demarcation of of weather anymore about our seasons especially in the chicago area here i mean just last week it was it was the beginning of november and it was in the 70s so figure that out 
but uh, but October first, and I we have we have two sets of things. We have a mix of of you know autumn decorations, you know pumpkins and leaves type of things, and you know uh, you know that type of stuff, and then of course Halloween stuff. There's a difference between fall decorations and Halloween decorations, right? A pumpkin is fall. A jack-o'-lantern, a carved pumpkin, is Halloween. So you can have a a pumpkin decoration that stays up through Thanksgiving, because that's autumn. But you can't keep any kind of a monster-ish thing up after Halloween. That's not fall anymore. That's one of my rules. That's one of my decorating rules. You know I love rules, and I have a, a, a very clear demarcation. So in our house, we have a mix of fall, Thanksgiving, and Halloween decorations that go up November 1st. I mean, I'm sorry, October 1st. So those all go up at the same time, a mix of Thanksgiving, of Halloween, and of autumn in general. You know, a haystack can stay up. You know, or 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 some corn stalks. That's fall. You know, those all those crinkly kind of haystack things. Those can stay up. That's fall. But anything monster related, that has to go down day after Halloween. So a carved pumpkin cannot be shown anymore. Because that's a jack-o'-lantern. That's Halloween. You know, any kind of a ghost-related, any kind of a skeleton thing, that goes down after Halloween. You can keep up your fall-related stuff, your your uncarved pumpkin, your haystacks, or your your corn, your Indian corn, or your Native American corn. I don't know if you can call that anymore. Your multicolored corn, okay, right? Um, that's fall. That can stay up through Thanksgiving. You know, if you got a pilgrim, that's great. We've got a couple little pilgrim dolls. I got one of my mom's Thanksgiving platters that has a um, that has a uh, uh, a turkey on it. That's fine. That's Thanksgiving, so that can stay up from October through November twenty fifth, or whenever Thanksgiving is. But then that stuff has to go down. Another rule: you don't you don't keep that up. In fact, this year I'm probably going to do my 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 Christmas decorations a little earlier. But I will keep some of the the Thanksgiving stuff up, even though it intermingles a little with the uh, the Christmas stuff. But as soon as Thanksgiving is gone, that stuff goes away. But on October first, we've got a mix of autumn and Halloween and Thanksgiving. The autumn and the Thanksgiving stuff can stay up through Thanksgiving, but the Halloween stuff next day, November first, boom, came down. All of it. Everything that was ghost-related, trick-or-treat, you know, or, you know, any kind of scary thing, any kind of of representation of a carved pumpkin. In fact, we have a fake carved pumpkin, right, that has, you know, like the, you know, the, the little triangles for the thing that, you know, it's a fake thing that you can just put out there. But I keep that out, and you say, Jim, you're breaking your rule. No, no, I'm not breaking my rule because... What did I do? I turned it around. So now the back of it is just a pumpkin. It's not carved. So now that's still fall. 
Ah, see that? You can get a double use. You might just say, oh, well, this is a carved pumpkin. Even though it's fake, it won't, you know, won't rot. So, oh, but I got to take it down because it's, you know, according to Jim's rules, it's a carved pumpkin. It's, it's got a, like a, a menacing face on it. So that can't stay out anymore because that's Halloween related. No, pumpkin is fall related. Carved pumpkin with scary face is Halloween. You turn it around, you don't see the carved face. Now it's an autumn pumpkin. There you go. Or a Thanksgiving pumpkin, right? Pumpkin pie. So there's ways you can get around that. There's actually a couple of things there that I that I just turned the the thing around. We had a stuffed pumpkin that had, you know, once again a little jack-o'-lantern face on it. Just turned it around. Now it's an autumn pumpkin and it can stay up. So that's the rules on that. Uh, but yeah, I go October first through Thanksgiving. Is is how uh, is how I do that. Now we're talking about the outdoor things. Did you notice this? In addition to an observation I made about it seems like a lot of families are doing um, you know these theme costumes when they go to parties. It seems to me that. The Halloween of 2022, the popular outdoor yard, front yard decoration this year, at least. And maybe I haven't been observant, and maybe it's been for a while, but it just seemed more prevalent this year than I've ever seen as I was driving through different neighborhoods and different areas doing errands. A lot of times I will take side streets to get off the the major thoroughfares because of the traffic. And so especially around this time, and now because so many houses do um, decorate for Halloween, certainly more than when I was a kid. Nobody ever really decorated houses for Halloween at all when I think about it. Maybe you put something in the window, like in the front window. And I I used to put my pumpkin in the front window after I carved it, you know, with a little candle in it. You know, so people could see it when I was a kid. That I used to do. But there wasn't all this elaborate, you know, front yard, uh, you know, decorations like you see now. As I said, across from across from me on my street, I mean, they literally have these giant, I mean, I don't even know who put it up. I don't know if they hired a service or whatever, but uh, one day it was there. So I don't know. But, I mean, a giant spider web thing from their roof to the to the ground. It's huge. It covers the whole house. So you're seeing more of those, but and that was a big thing. The big spider webs, that was a big thing several years ago. A lot of those inflatables. Still see the inflatables, not as many, but still see those, certainly around Christmas time. There are a lot of Halloween ones now. But what I notice most, just driving through various areas, not just in my neighborhood, but around outlying areas in the city of Chicago as well as the suburbs, over the last month, it seems the most popular front yard Halloween decoration this year was a skeleton. I mean, there were skeletons everywhere and pretty elaborate, like presentations of skeletons doing things. And and on more than one house, I saw 
in different areas too, I saw like a 12-foot skeleton. It was huge, and it looked like it was the same one. So I don't know, once again, if they're getting these from professional places or somebody was buying, you know, selling these, but I, it seemed like it was the same skeleton, same type that someone was buying from somewhere. But this thing was huge. It was like 10 or 12 feet high, and it, and it was, and it was, you know, it was supported by a giant pole. This, I don't know what it was made of. I'm sure it was plastic, but I mean, this took some effort to, to put this thing up, and it was huge. And I saw more than one. I saw at least three or four of those in different areas. But I saw skeletons on people's front lawns more than I've ever seen, and they were all doing something. Like I saw a skeleton walking a skeleton dog on a leash. On the, you know, and that, so that took a little thought process, you know, and they had, you know, once again, because a skeleton, they have to, you know, prop the thing up with the, with the rod and the ground and everything, but it looked good. I saw like a bunch of skeletons sitting in lawn chairs, like with a cooler next to them, like they were drinking. Um, I just saw, I mean, I, or I just saw skeletons standing doing, but there was, I saw a lot of skeletons. I saw a lot of of dinosaur skeletons on grass too, big ones in the front lawn. A lot of skeletons. So I'm not sure if skeletons are the new thing because you can do something with them. I used to see a lot. There used to be a house in our neighborhood where they would have like a graveyard, you know, they on the front lawn. They had all these tombstones. You used to see a lot of that, like a lot of tombstones and then uh, a lot of um, like human figures that were dressed like some of the famous monsters or like the movie star, you know, like, like Michael Myers with the mask and, and people like that, as well as, you know, Frankenstein or Dracula. But this year I didn't see as many monsters. You know, you see Chucky, you know, in fact, we were driving the other day, you know, right a couple of days before Thanksgiving or, I mean, before Halloween, maybe even on Halloween. And someone had a Chucky doll sticking out of their sunroof. (laughs) at the stop sign. Chucky was sticking out of their sunroof. But I didn't see as many of those characterizations as I did see skeletons. Now, one I saw online. So this must, I don't know if, if I just haven't been noticing this and the skeleton thing has been big for a while and I just wasn't being observant enough. But this year it seemed very prevalent to me, very obvious that skeletons were the front yard Halloween decoration choice that if you were a cool house you did you had a skeleton and and in most cases the skeleton was doing something waving having a party walking a dog the skeleton was active it wasn't just a skull sitting there it was the skeleton in some kind of an action now I just by accident I saw one online which I thought was really cool Someone did the, they recreated the, and you maybe can go online and find it. It really looked cool. They, they recreated the Abbey Road Beatles cover with four skeletons crossing, like crossing the street, but it was on their grass. And they, they, they did a great job. They, 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 on, uh, you know the the skeletons were obviously didn't have clothes on, but each one had the the face 
that looked or, or you know that represented each of the four beetles. So, you know, if you look at the at the famous um, you know Abbey Road cover when the beetles are crossing the street, all four of them. Um, you know, John, for instance, has long hair and a beard. So one of them had long hair and a beard and nothing else. They were skeleton, but the skull had a long hair and a beard. And George had a mustache and, you know, the, the longer hair. And Ringo had the long hair. I don't know if he had a beard. And Paul just had didn't have a beard on or a mustache. He was clean shaven. Um, and they had them in that correct way that they were in the picture and they even did a nice which i thought was a nice touch on the grass they even painted the white crossing lines if you look at the at the abbey road cover you'll see that the um you know that in in england they have these long uh crossing lines and uh, they even painted those on their grass as they had them crossing the street. So someone did a really nice job on that, uh, recreating the Abbey Road cover with, um, you know, with the four beetles. It was like four long, like, rectangles, you know, so that was like the crossing thing at London at the time. I don't know if they still have that like that. But that was very cool. And, uh, but I just saw a ton of skeletons everywhere. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's going to be a, a trend that is going to continue next year. Now, to my credit, while I don't do anything outside, I do like the skeleton. I do like the skull. And for the last, I mean, I remember at least I remember recently. Well, not recently, but maybe four or five years ago, I went out and because we had some, you know, Halloween stuff, but not a lot. So I went out and and bought some stuff. And uh, and I bought a skull, and I also brought a hand, which I like, just the the skeleton hand, and I put that on our fireplace mantle, kind of hanging over a little with a rose in it. So I think that's kind of cool. So I don't have a ton of skeletons, but the skeleton certainly is is a is a you know is a perennial, if you will. But certainly, it seemed like in twenty twenty two. The skeleton was the key front yard decoration, and some of them are very clever. So, uh, so kudos to some of those people. I have nothing against, you know. Once again, the you know the decorating of the of the outside. I hope it's being done once again, though. I hope it's being done by the adults because they want to, you know, do it for their kids. I don't know how much of this is. Once again, adults doing this to say, look at me, look how cool I am, look how cool my yard is. Or they do this for their kids to say, hey, kids, we're going to decorate our, I mean, I hope these are like family projects. Once again, I hope they're not driven by the parents who just want to show off by their friends or for their neighbors. I hope their kids are involved in this because ultimately, as I said before, Halloween is a kid's uh, you know, holiday. But certainly, uh, once Halloween was over, it was done. I walked around the house, pulled out everything that had monster-related things, and those were gone. Now, I did. I, I, I don't throw our carved pumpkins away 
until about a week or so. I, we do keep them out, you know, for thanks for Halloween, and then a few days after, and then when they start, you know, like when the pumpkin gets older <laughs> and the face starts to cave in, it's pretty sad that a pumpkin ages much like a person, right? <laughs> do you notice that? <laughs> that even the pumpkin face gets wrinkled as it gets older. Now the aging process is much quicker. It usually happens within a week. But if you look at that face of that pumpkin, when you first carve it, it looks great. You know, the pumpkin, the pumpkin is taut and tight. And, you know, you're 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 carving through that and it's difficult. It's hard. You know, the the skin is hard, and you really got to use that knife to carve through. And then once you once it's carved and it's open and the air gets to it, you know, within three or four days, um, it's it, it's certainly sped up as opposed to the human aging human aging process. But once again, even a pumpkin face ages, and it's so funny. It ages the same way that a human face does. Did you notice? You notice that the the <laughs> the pumpkin face, you know, the the skin gets softer and it starts to cave in a little. And, you know, the eyes sort of get wrinkled. The whole thing gets wrinkled. If you keep that pumpkin face long enough after you've carved it, the face will get wrinkled. It ages just like a person. How depressing is that? And then we throw it out. (laughs) But we usually keep that for about a week until they get, you know, then it's, you know, it doesn't look like the, the face anymore. But I have noticed that pumpkins do age. <laughs> we all do, right? <laughs> now, an interesting phenomenon was happening this year. It's happening. It's happened for the last twenty years or so. But now, this seems. I think that this is the new normal now. Um, for the last fifteen or twenty years, radio stations, music radio stations, a few of them have dedicated their entire format to holiday music, 24 hours a day, Christmas music, holiday music, mostly Christmas music, right? And 20 years ago, they did it for a couple of weeks, right? Maybe a week or so before Christmas through the new year. So for two weeks or so. And it was a nice little thing. You know, it was a nice little gimmick. And radio stations are, if anything, radio stations, uh, I think, started stunts and started gimmicks. Anything to get people to listen. And especially in today's world when commercial radio uh, is not listened to in the numbers that it used to be because there's so many different, uh, you know, options out there. But one thing that seems to be foolproof is the Christmas format switch. It always um, elevates the commercial radio station's ratings. And in Chicago here, there's a couple stations that do it, but there's one station, that main station, that was a, is an easy listening kind of pop station. And they hit upon, and they were not new here. I mean, this happens all around the country. But traditionally and annually, when they switch their format to all Christmas music, when the ratings come out a month or two later, they, and many times, quadruple their 
normal rating. So that's huge for, for, for any time you quadruple your audience in anything, whether it's a radio station or you're selling a product, if you can quadruple your normal rate, that's unheard of. But the Christmas music thing is so popular for radio stations, especially, you know, this radio station, because, you know, doctor's offices and, and, and department stores or wherever, you know, or regular stores, they put that on to help create the mood, to help sell their products. They, they're creating a mood within their, um, you know, store. You know, if you hear Christmas music, you think of Christmas, you think of presents, and you think of buying something for somebody, right? So uh, this has become a major, you know, annual radio station format gimmick. Or now, I guess they would say tradition. still a gimmick. Um, Tradition, which is, you know, helps them get ratings, which helps them get more advertising dollars, which helps their bottom line. To quadruple your listenership, as I said before, or quadruple anything of your sales is massive. So when it started maybe 15 or 20 years ago in earnest where it became an, an, an annual thing, uh, you know, it started a couple of weeks before Christmas. Then it was like a little gimmick, and then it caught on. And then when the ratings came out, they would see, wow, look at this. I mean, they would they would dominate the ratings, they come in first place. They never were in first place before, but they certainly were for December and January. And, uh, you know, because if they spilled into New Year. And so somebody got wise and said, well, wait a minute. You know, as, as we know, and this is no great observation on my part, we all know this. I mean, we've been seeing how, you know, the... The Christmas season has been extended and extended and extended more and more and earlier and earlier. And, and as I said before, Thanksgiving, sadly, is becoming a speed bump holiday. It's, it's just kind of there now because, you know, everybody, all these stores and, and like I said, now even re- you know, radio stations, they're jumping on the Christmas spirit, Christmas season thing as early as they can. These Kris Kringle Christmas markets that that we have here in the Chicago area and and around, you know, a lot of cities have a Christmas market. They all start in November now. They used to start maybe, you know, it used to be the official start of the Christmas season was the day after Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving used to get its due. It used to be a holiday that was celebrated in all its earnest, and now it isn't. I mean, think about it. Have you seen? I've seen on television already. There already are Black Friday sales happening now at stores and certainly online. That whole Black Friday thing started as the day after Thanksgiving. Everybody had the day after Thanksgiving off, and the stores were open. And then they started to do this whole thing where they were open at two in the morning, and they had these crazy sales. And then there were all these riots. And now it's online and everything else. You don't even see as much of that uh, at the stores in person as you do now. It's all online, but it's been diluted because everybody wants to start getting those their earnings numbers up. So we are seeing, you know, Christmas season extending now, 
well into before it would be early December. And then for a while it was late November. And then it was mid-November. And I guarantee you, now I haven't been to a, 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 you know, a department store, but I would guarantee you, here we are, the first week of November, and I bet you there are stores right now that already have their Christmas stuff up. They had their Halloween stuff up you know, because of all the candy and everything, but I'm sure the, ne- the next day on November 1st, all that Christmas stuff started going in. So that's been happening for a couple of years. But what was really interesting, uh, and like I said, we've seen that inch up more and more and more, first into early December, then late November, then mid-November. But now, I think that if places could do it, they would, but they're afraid of getting the backlash. But I think that if some stores could do it, they would start putting up the Christmas uh, products up even in October. But I think that they feel they might get some backlash from people saying, hey, give us a break. It's not even Halloween yet. you know. And because Halloween has been elevated in its importance for families, um, Halloween seems to get its, its, its own due. But as I said before, Thanksgiving is completely... But this year, I, I get back to this radio thing because, as I said, so these radio stations, especially this one here in Chicago, which, quad, would, which would regularly quadruple its audience once it flipped to this format, it became like a little tease, like, well, when are they going to switch the formats? You know, when are they going to switch their format? And they would tease it and, and you know, make the big announcement. You know, when is it going to happen? And there'd be rumors, and then they would make the big announcement, you know. And so over the last five or six years, that has also been inching up. You know, once again, traditionally the the holiday season, the Christmas season, whatever you want to call it, to be politically correct, started the day after Thanksgiving. That's when this the the official Christmas holiday season started. Because of the fact that people had that day off after Thanksgiving. Boom. Now we got a month to do our shopping. So that's kind of when it started. Well, now that's out the door because we have become a much more, you know, product consumer society and and companies and, and stores are trying to raise their bottom lines. So this has always been inching up. But this radio station format flip to all Christmas music usually would start I mean, it, 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 like I said, when it started, it was usually in you know late, maybe the day after Thanksgiving or early December. And then it started inching up and inching up. In the last several years, it's usually been within the first week to 10 days. Like, oh, November 7th, November 8th, November 10th. You know, They saw the foolproof success of this. And so for this radio station... You know that they were like, boy, we'd love to do this as early as we can to get full advantage of this because once this music starts, everybody seems to, you know, starts listening to it. Our ratings quadruple. So wouldn't it be better if we can get this quadrupled audience for two months or a month and a half than just one month? 
Well, now, this year, for the first time, and I don't think, I think once they've broken this barrier now, I think that's the new normal. You know, you, you keep inching and inching and you know where they're going, but they don't want to do it all at once because they don't want to get backlash of, of oh, you know, you're, you're taking the emphasis off of this or you're bringing in the Christmas season too early and blah, blah, blah and all that. But that's a reality today. We don't, we're, we, don't, we don't play by those rules anymore. There used to be very distinct days of this and, and now we're in a I want what I want when I want it. And so, you know what? There are no unofficial or official rules anymore. People do what they want to do. And so, uh, you know, stores and any kind of commercial enterprise, they want the Christmas season to start as soon as they can because that's their big year. Some like this radio station and some, some stores, they make some Christmas stores, especially that are com- com- like Christmas holiday oriented, they make their whole year within two months. So they want that year to start. They want that holiday season to start as soon as they can, without infringing on some people's, you know, celebration of earlier, uh, you know, holidays. So I think that's always been the concern. But I think that is even going by the wayside. We're all those old conventions are leaving. We don't subscribe to those anymore. And so while they were flipping this format on the first week of November, and then within the first week of November, this year, in 2022, they announced on November 1st, they were flipping. There's, so from November 1st, as soon as Halloween was over, they were starting to play Christmas music. And Thanksgiving be damned. We're we're into the Christmas mode. November 1st, nothing but Christmas music on that station and it usually goes till either Christmas Day or the day after or sometimes New Year. So they're actually going to get now two full months. And I'll it'll be interesting to see how the ratings reflect that. Will will that November 1st date be too soon? Now, I don't think it will be, and I'll tell you why because I think, you know, in this this is a, an interesting time right now. We're going through inflation, and and so I think people are looking forward to the holiday season to just forget the troubles. Twenty twenty two has been a, a a very mixed bag of a year, and we've seen this inflation that's real and it's affecting people. And I don't know if it's going to be affecting how people. It probably will. You're going to see a lot of stories in the next couple of months about how the inflation is is impacting uh, gift buying. That always is a, that's always a, you know a statistic that comes up. But this is real inflation. This is this is not just, you know, that a lot of times this, this comes up because of a recession. People don't have jobs and and stuff like that. And so all oh, people are, are are you know, they're not they're not spending as much as they used to. But this inflation thing is real. It is impacting people's finances and their and their their disposable income. And so I think that's going to be a real a real number this year. It'll be interesting to see if people will throw caution to the wind and want to celebrate because it's been kind of a mixed bag of a year or will they get shocked at the 
price tags of things and and hold off and 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 don't splurge as much because the prices for everything have just gone up our staples gas and and groceries have have gone up and now you're going to splurge on christmas i don't know do you have enough to do that some families these are real these are real trying times for some people so that's going to be a very interesting interesting statistic but at the other side that same uneasiness that same kind of mixed bag may be also motivating people to want the christmas season to come to get their minds off of that for a while and enjoy the season so they might not care that that the Christmas season seems upon us earlier because they want that feeling. Maybe they're not going to spend as much money, but they want that feeling. They want that escapism for more than just three weeks around December. Maybe they want it for two full months. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens when those ratings come out to see if November 1st was too early to do that switch to Christmas music or not? Now, I also have uh, satellite radio, and they switched on November 1st. Boom! A whole list of different holiday-themed channels, either on the radio itself or on their online app, but different you know, formatted Christmas things, traditional contemporary, rap, country, you name it. A whole list of country-oriented stations, and they all came and flipped. Some existing stations changed their formats even on satellite. Some other ones were created for their app. But November 1st, the Christmas music started. I don't know. Too early? We'll see. I have to admit... As I said, I'm probably going to put my Christmas stuff up early be, just because of some scheduling problems or scheduling things that's going on. So I want to make sure that I have our Christmas stuff up because we're going to be busy and probably a little earlier than usual, probably the earliest I've ever put it up. So I'm falling into that trap. And I'll be honest with you, I reprogrammed in my car And in my home, I reprogrammed a couple of my radio stations on the satellite on November 1st for the Christmas music and have started to play it. So maybe I'm in that group too. In fact, it was all on November 1st, and I heard Jingle Bell Rock, right, by Billy Helms or Bobby Helms, the classic Jingle Bell Rock. And, you know, that's a song that you hear all the time uh, throughout the holidays on every Christmas station. You just hear Jingle Bell Rock. You hear it on, you know, commercials. They use it. It's just a classic. And especially his version. Although uh, Hall & Oates did a version of it, which isn't too bad. But but still, it's, it's still the one by Bobby Helms, which is the classic. And here it is November 1st, and I was saying to my wife that I want to count, starting now, because this this is the earliest you're hearing holiday music on the radio, and we're going to be listening to this, and I I put it on as background music 
just leave it. I just leave it on the radio and leave the radio a little low in the kitchen and just let it play, even if we're not in there. So you walk in, you hear some music. I do that regardless with, with different types of music. But now once the holidays start, I'm going to put the holiday thing on and just always have Christmas music playing in the house. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can count whether I'm in my car, whether I'm in my house, how many times I hear Jingle Bell Rock over the next two months. Just, and I'm not going to try to hear it, you know, right? I'm just, just as listening to it when you're in a, a store, in your car, in the house, wherever you happen to me, I want to, I'm going to see if I can start to make a tally as to how many times I'm going to hear it. Because that, that seems to be one of the more popular songs that you always hear constantly. So I'm going to count how many times, and it has to be the, the, the Bobby Helms version, not somebody else's. It's got to be the Bobby Helms Jingle Bell Rock version. I've already heard it once, at least when I'm taping this. Uh, I heard it on November 1st. I haven't heard it since, but I'm going to start counting, and I'll let you know what the count is by the end of, after Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I'll have that count for you. So it's going to be interesting to see if I can do this. If I do it, I'll let you know. But um, and as you, you know, if you if you check my Facebook page, you'll know I have this little ornament that's a countdown to Christmas ornament, and it counts down digitally when you start it to Christmas Eve. How many days? How many hours? How many minutes? How many seconds? That little ornament starts on October 1st, so I've actually been counting down Christmas officially. I had that ornament and put it on my kitchen table. I've been counting down the Christmas, I think it started at 69 days, or was it even more than that? No, no, it was 82. I'm sorry. I think it was 82, right, yeah? October is 30, November is six yeah it was like 82 or something like that or 84 i can't remember i mean i couldn't figure it out it started on october 1st so there's 31 and 30 is 61 and 61 so it was like 86 days right from october 1st so it started i've been counting i've been counting down subtly in my own house since october 1st so november 1st to play the music probably isn't that much of a stretch but it will be interesting to see if uh, if that's going to be something that uh, that becomes normal now, that November first will actually be the date. But there's no doubt that uh, we in this year of 2022, it's been a weird year. We're going to have a, a, an election soon. The results of that are going to be interesting. Uh, it's been an odd year. And so maybe November 1st isn't too early because we need a little Christmas right this very minute. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you're going to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast. Your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 337. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. 
You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podcast from the end of the web to your screen.